Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Josh Peterson, Connor Happer, John Bishop with you here on 1620 The Zone. Hour and a half down, an hour and a half still to go. Commercial free. Brought to you by Shucks and Absolutely Fresh Seafood, the best seafood in Omaha. Also brought to you by Tickets for Less. If you have missed it, Nebraska has their next head coach. His name is Matt Rule. Previously in college, he was with Temple. He was with Baylor. Most recently, he was the head coach of the Carolina Panthers before being fired in October of this year. A press conference coming on Monday afternoon at 1.30. Of course, you can hear coverage of that on 1620 The Zone and 1620thezone.com. Some other moves and shaking of the day with Nebraska in particular. Trey Palmer announced that he will no longer play for the Cornhuskers as he is going to go pro. Uh, Brian Buscini, Steve Buscemi, he is back for (laughs) another season. And that's all we know in terms of coaches or players. A lot of people have said, what does this mean for Mickey? What does this mean for Mickey? As, As of this moment in time, uh oh my good lord Uh, we we have no idea what's going on with mickey joseph hopefully we find out in the the next few days but there you have it and uh we've been with you for an hour and a half and we still have another hour and a half to go as uh, ohio state michigan just about to get kicked off by the way we were reacting for those of you who are just listening either in the in on the stream or uh on 1620 the zone still am radio still am radio uh tyler on our uh youtube chat we get to use hc MR acronym again, of course, head coach Matt Rule used to be head coach Mike, Mike Riley. Riley. So we got that going for us. Yes, this Unreal. really is Mike MR, Riley 2.0. Mike Unreal. Riley 2.0. Mike, yes, literally. Yes. Matt Rule is Mike Riley MR, 2.0. MR 2.0. Uh, Chuck says, after, say, just two seasons, a guy could fool a lot of people, but Rule has seven seasons in college, two in the pros. He doesn't get to this point by fooling everyone. Nebraska hired a guy who has proven he can do it. Now we wait, but nothing wrong with being excited at all. I think of all the the responses, guys, that we have heard today, that might be the best way to kind of describe it. There's nothing wrong with being excited about this hire. Is there guaranteed success? Obviously not. But there's not guaranteed success with anybody. They could hire the, you know, Nick Saban right now. I guess I'd guarantee success if they hired Nick Saban. But for the most part, not a whole lot of guaranteed success. But I think it's it's okay to be excited for Matt Rule. I think he's done enough in college to, to prove that he is a good hire. I think Happer said it last hour. Good floor. I think he has a very high floor. Let's just find out what the ceiling is going to be over the next few years. Why would you not be excited? I, I mean, you know, and as you start to see, re- and maybe it's that's what people needed, like other people to tell them that it's okay. Like yeah. this, this, this is good. And you listen to, I mean, even NFL people, as Josh mentioned one in the last hour, like even NFL people are like, yeah, I think there's probably some reasons that it didn't work out in Carolina. Um, maybe he's better for it now. This is this is the right guy for the job because of what Nebraska needs and because of the experience that has been through. It seemed from that perspective, I and mean, we talk about fit often, but we don't really know. You know that that fit seems to be good. What he does and what Nebraska needs 
Um, and that's where you start. And I don't know. I don't know who wouldn't be excited at least a little bit about it today. And then you get to go through the the next week, two weeks, three weeks, months of the offseason. You build a staff. You know, you get to play fantasy football when you build a staff. We, we love to do that here when, when Nebraska hires a new coach. You get to go through the transfer portal. It's basically fantasy football in that regard as well. And, you know, you see where it lands come spring football in February, March, and April. Like, it's an exciting time. And, you know, I think it's going to be that way for a while. Well, it's exciting, A, because it's over, thank God. And now we at least <laughs> have a direction. Yeah. Seriously, we have a yeah. direction now. We know exactly where this thing is headed. And now we, you know, there's the natural intrigue of, you know, trying to piece together, okay, who is he going to hire? What kind of an offense is he going to run? What kinds of players is he going to recruit? Where is he going to recruit? I mean, and we have some indications of, you know, and we've mentioned a few of the names um, that that could certainly be a part of his staff. And, and I do believe that he will, he will look to recruit Texas. Obviously, if Mickey Joseph is retained and that has not been nothing has been said on that front by the way if you're just joining us you know we'll have a pretty good idea you know that the 500 mile radius is going to be utilized it has to be um but you also wonder you know about and at least this this was one of the first things i thought of this morning do you think that matt rule you know sixes dogs on zane flores do you mm. think that do you think maybe he, you know, is 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 looking to make a splash and say, hey, we gotta keep we gotta keep a talented kid at home? Um uh, I think I think that's something worth watching because you know, before with Mickey, and by the way, by the way, John, real fast, it's floors now. It's not Flores, it's floors. We learned yes. this last week floors. when you were gone. You yeah. were Sorry. gone in the state championship game. Floors. Yeah. Floors. floors. But um tip of the cap to Mickey Joseph. I mean, I just, know, what he did through this process was so admirable. And and we don't know well, where his mind is. My, my fear was that, you know, if he didn't get this job, that maybe the taste of being the head guy was going to steer his ship in a different direction. And maybe he would look for a head coaching job somewhere. Um, and I say fear because selfishly, I would like to see Mickey stay um, because I just love I, just, I love his attitude. I love his his work ethic. I love his coaching. Um, you know, I love the fact that you know, yeah, he's a Nebraska guy. So you know, we always tend to to lean towards our own. Um, but what he did through this whole process to see them get that win yesterday, to spoil Iowa's you know coronation to you know getting slaughtered in the Big Ten championship game was such a perfect way for that to end for him if this is going to be the end for him at Nebraska. And and I and I and I want to say this and I want I want fo- I please hear hear what I'm going to say. If Mickey Joseph does not end up at Nebraska, don't look at that as a negative reflection on Matt Rule. These situations are very very dynamic. We don't know you know, what the mesh of the personality is going to be like. We don't know if Mickey has acquired a taste for, you know, a higher office that he wasn't going to get in Lincoln. Um, so whether Mickey stays or doesn't, that that doesn't necessarily reflect poorly on Matt Rule um, because, you know, you got to let coaches go out and get their own people. That's you got to let coaches go out and hire their own staff. And And let's face it, maybe Matt Rule has the intention of, yeah, I'd like to know this Mickey guy a little bit more. 
Uh, I'd like to maybe work with him at some point, but sometimes the timing just doesn't work out because all of this happens in a very condensed window. So uh, again, I'm hoping that Matt Rule and Mickey Joseph can find a way to work together and, and they can still be on this. They can be on the same staff together, but if it doesn't work out that way, don't just assume it's because Matt rule didn't see value in Mickey Joseph. I think Matt rule, uh, any smart coach is going to see a value in a Mickey Joseph. It just may not work out because of the timing, because of what Mickey's feeling in the moment, because of what Matt rule might have already planned in his head. I'm guessing that Matt rule already has an idea of the core people he wants to have on his staff. Bingo. So there's, there's a lot of different, a lot of different moving pieces here. Um, and, and whatever happens, I, I, I will be cheering for Mickey Joseph wherever he ends up. No doubt about it. I mean, I mean, look, he, Matt rule said it on college game day live from the beach with his, uh, with his selfie <laughs> camera this morning. He's like, I like shout out Mickey Joseph for what he did. He also shouted out Scott Frost, by the way. So I don't think that means Scott Frost is going to be like the offensive coordinator <laughs> or anything like that. Um, but if he does, know. I'm out on Matt rule. <laughs> <laughs> All the, I mean, he, he, he said a lot of kind stuff about Mickey and that was, that was certainly deserving. And by the way, when we, when we have the press conference on Monday and Trev Alberts, you know, steps up and the first thing he's going to say is I'd like to thank Mickey Joseph for the last two, two and a half months here. And that's, that's what he should. There's, there's no doubt about it. And I, I I'm with you, John, I'm on the exact same page. I want to see him stay. But you gotta, you know, you gotta let Matt Rule do his thing and see sort of what happens um, and how he decides to to make his staff. I hope he keeps him um, because I think he's an asset to the Nebraska football program. But we just we just don't know what the future looks like. Uh, Mike Schaefer is going to join us at the bottom of this hour. We can talk about what this hire means, what he is hearing from inside of the recruiting industry, uh, and more. Mike Schaefer of Husker 24-7 Sports will join us at the bottom of the hour. Commercial-free coverage of Nebraska hiring Matt Rule brought to you by Shucks and Absolutely Fresh Seafood, the best seafood in Omaha, also brought to you by Tickets for Less. He's John Bishop, Connor Happer. I'm Josh Peterson. We appreciate you joining us today uh, as it was announced right about 9 o'clock this morning. That right Matt on the Rule, dot. Yeah, that he, would, that he would be their next head coach. I appreciate uh, that happening. Very on brand for me, guys. I was finishing up my workout. It was like literally perfect timing as I walked back into the apartment. Uh, so that is what happened then. We do have room for you, by the way, if you would like to give us a call at 402 402- 951-1620, uh, or you can email us into the Equitable Bank inbox. That's what Money Chris has done. He says it might be an in-the-park home run, but Rule is absolutely a home run hire for Nebraska. Rule hasn't coached a game yet, and he is the best coach Nebraska's had of the last f- three for sure, and probably the best coach since T.O. I mean, John, we've been getting emails and, and correspondence from Money Chris for years. That might be the most positive thing he has ever said about Nebraska, so uh, he well, says but, home but, run but, higher. I, I bet there's a caveat. If they find out that uh, they got Matt Rule on the cheap, he's going to be out on this hire because you know, for <laughs> money, Chris, the first most important thing is did they pay him? Did they overpay him? Because they need to overpay him. Um, pay the man. I, I, I'm not going to go as far as to say he he's the best coach since Tom Osborne. Let's pump the brakes just a little bit Whoa. on that and, and see what happens. But it's a good hire. It's a good, in my opinion, it's as good a hire as realistically Nebraska could have made. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree with you uh, more there. Sky asks, do you think Malachi Coleman's tweet this morning slash commitment is a good sign for Mickey being reinstated in some capacity? 
Yeah, I don't. Yeah, John, you just shrugged. I'm with you. I, I, I don't know how you're feeling about this hat, but I that 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 tweet. I mean, it's certainly read as, hey, Malachi Coleman probably going to stay with Nebraska, but I don't know if I feel one way or the other what it what it means in terms of Mickey Joseph and well, his future with Nebraska. Uh, you know, I think the the Malachi and Mickey thing is maybe a tad overstated. Like, I, I, I don't know how many options Malachi. And we'll maybe we could talk to Schaefer about this. So we really want to get in the weeds when he joins yeah. us here in a little bit, but like. I don't, I don't know how many real offers Malachi Coleman had, um, you know, as we went further and further throughout this. Like, I don't know how highly sought after he was. Obviously, there was the connection with with Mickey Joseph, which is which is huge. Um, but I, I think, you know, there was a chance that he was going to be a Nebraska guy all along anyway. Um, so I don't know how far that I would read into that exactly. Um, but like I said, it'd be it'd be huge for Nebraska to keep Mickey Joseph. But at the same time, don't, you know, if they don't keep Mickey Joseph, it's not like the, the sky is falling here. Like they're, they're going to assemble a staff and, and you have to see sort of how it works out. But if, Hey, if we want to talk about hype and a way to get the fans, you know, really, really on board early, if there is anybody on the fence and we could check on that poll question again as mm-hmm. well, um, keeping Mickey Joseph, would like you know set the hype train into uh you know a different oh absolutely yeah. absolutely it's it's still 64 percent best hire nebraska could make and we're or, or closing in on a thousand votes already and you can vote right now jtech construction zone twitter page we've i think we've all retweeted it from our various accounts uh at john bishop 71 at josh tweederson at connor happer at connor happer show at usc 16 i mean we've got a lot of them we don't have a special uh twitter account for this one we could. Uh, this, we could. <laughs> we get we could. on it. I mean, we literally just made one for our stupid text machine. So, I mean, why not? But Stupid. Uh, stupid. Jeez, John. You know what I think of texting. I remember. I, when prefer, we, when, I prefer using telephones for what they were meant for, and that's to call people. You know I remember, what I think of texting. John, when, when, we, when we found out we were going to do this, John was like, no one's going to use the text machine. I was like, what are you talking about? Not everyone's yeah, 100 about, years old like you, John. There's about 10 people that use it regularly. There's a lot of texts today. 402-951-1620. You can use it as a voice or a text. By the way, going flashing back to something else real quick, as, as some of these other coaching pieces are coming together, Ross Dellinger reporting, that Lane Kiffin's new contract at Ole Miss is expected to be for at least eight years an average nine million dollars a year. Woo. So, Woo. Nine. so Lane Kiffin ended up getting paid out of all of this. Don't don't think for a minute that that Lane Kiffin wasn't using the leverage of Auburn and maybe even Nebraska too mm-hmm. to get himself a nice long sweet deal with Ole Miss. Man. That is absolutely crazy. And if you also missed it, it sounded like Hugh Freeze is going to Auburn. Which and is, uh, Deion Sanders has been offered Coach the Colorado Prime. job, according to The Athletic. Absolutely yes, crazy. Coach two Prime. weeks, Jack Mitchell tweeted this out earlier. Week one, Matt Rule versus P.J. Fleck. Woo! Week two, Matt Rule possibly versus Deion Sanders. Okay, and then I'll t- let's take it a step further. Northern oh. Illinois, Louisiana Tech, I don't know anything about them. But Michigan is the next game after that. Matt Rule, Jim Harbaugh on September 30th. So you get Harbaugh, Fleck, and Neon Dion all before October next Good year. Good Lord. Well, what if – and, and I don't know what the situations are at Northern Illinois, but, you know, what if what if Mickey Joseph did get a head coaching job and is at Northern <laughs> – I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Louisiana Tech, 
Mickey Loves Louisiana. We're in for the takes today. We're in Mm -hmm. for the takes. Yeah, and honestly, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens with Mickey Joseph and, you know, what his – if he's not at Nebraska, you know, where does he, you know, end up? I think that that will be uh, something to certainly keep an eye on. Matthew says, I've used the text line more often, but my texts have never been read, so I'm not even sure they're going through properly. Well, that's not good, Matthew. 402-951-1620. 402-951-1620. Well, yours was just read, so apparently they are going through. Well, that, was the comment just... on, that was a comment on the YouTube. Oh, it was on a YouTube. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Listen, yeah. I'll read a text. Bishop is old. People text. Declan in Omaha. <laughs> <laughs> John, thoughts? Yeah, I'm old. <laughs> and the sun came up today, and my dog's outside right now. I mean, what other obvious things do you need to know? Uh, I don't know. Michigan, Ohio State just got started. And already someone is down for Ohio State. Oh, Lord. Also, the weather in that game, way better than it was supposed to be earlier this week. Remember, for a while, it was like, it's going to be rainy, it's going to be cold, it's going to be Advantage Michigan, but it looks like a perfect sunny day today in uh, Columbus, Ohio. It's usually crappy weather for this game. I, I kind of miss the crappy weather. It's that. odd, man. It's odd to see this game with the uh, with the sun shining. Uh, Kevin emails. Now, what was it? What was I, I, I couldn't tell because I was on the plane, but it, was it cold in Iowa City yesterday? It, it seems sunny. lovely. Yeah, it was like yeah. It, it was in the. It looked like it was in the forties or the fifties, and okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think it was. It was pretty solid. Uh, a te- or an email, excuse me, coming in from Kevin. He says, "Good morning, gents. Just not going to get thirsty on the rule drink. Going to wait and see." So he says he is holding off on drinking the Matt Rule Kool Aid. Is that thirsty? Mina? Mm. Yeah, he must Rule Aid. Uh, our our friend Mina. Uh, emails in i am pumped about the rule hire thank god there will be a chance for husker fans to get excited and get back to having fun and partying on saturdays not understanding the husker fans who are underwhelmed by rule makes me think they didn't watch any baylor football bingo i believe believe after year two under rule husker fans can expect a very exciting and aggressive attacking offensive style with about 3500 passing yards a 1000 yard receiver and around 2400 rushing yards of 55 45 run to pass ratio isn't that what husker fans have been clamoring for the last 20 years mean i don't know i that's the thing i don't know exactly what to expect offensively will will we see something that's akin to what they did at baylor or will we see something that is geared more towards uh, a big 10 style we don't know yet we really don't um my guess is just based on some of the things we've read about matt rule And this is one of the things that kind of excites me about this. And again, not trying to hype it up too much. Hype boy. But Matt Rule seems to be a guy that even though, you know, early on in his coaching career, he was kind of set in his ways, a Northeastern physical, you know, old school Penn State's, you know, mindset. But then when he got the Temple job, he had to make some adjustments. And then when he got the Baylor job, he had to make some adjustments. And and I think here at Nebraska, there's going to be adjustments that he is willing and open to looking at the bigger picture and seeing what's going to work best for me in this spot, not a this is what I always do and this is what I'm always going to do. Yes, there are some principles that you can always take with you and how you build a program, how you coach a program. But in terms of the X's and O's and moving the chess pieces around, the game can be played differently based on whose chessboard you're on, right? So, and, and, I, and I like that about Matt Rule is it seems like he's a guy that's willing to adjust to the situation and he's not set on a specific style that's going to 
um, that, that that necessarily has to work for him, that he's willing to adjust. I like that about him. I like his ability to, you know, kind of go with the flow and see what's going to work best because this is a new fit for him. This is a new place for him. He's never coached in this part of the country in this conference before. And, and watching that process of how his mind's going to work through this it, to me is going to be one of the more fascinating things to watch, especially in year one. Well, and that's one of the things that could give you hope for year one. I mean, like I brought it up earlier and I'm really, really curious, like, okay, so Nebraska went four and eight this year, you know, and, and Matt rule has, you know, he's, he's won a grand total of uh, three games in his first years at temple and Baylor. Um, like how does, how does year one look and where does he like, is this program, in comparison to, you know, Nebraska's in the Big Ten and, you know, Baylor's in the Big 12 and Temple's in the AAC. Like, where does Matt Rule find this program in comparison to its peers right now? And how many how many games does that equal in year one? And where's the low point? And do you go from there? If it follows the same Matt Rule path that it has at Temple and Baylor in the years past. Like, that's – I think that's sort of identifying the next thing and, and – you know, maybe he'll answer some of those questions. I don't know how much Nebraska football he's watched or cared about, you know, this this year. But it'll be interesting to see sort of where he feels like Nebraska's at. It was, I mean, how many times did we ask that to Scott Frost when he got here? Like, what's this mm-hmm. team look like compared to your team that yeah. just won the Peach Bowl? Okay, yeah. now it's a different thing. What's this team look like compared to your first couple of years uh, your first year at Baylor, your first year at Temple, and then where do they need to get to? So I, I'm curious to see if he if he sort of delves in on that thing and and where Nebraska might be at a year from now, and and how much leash the fans you know will give them if you know if they do go three and nine next year or or something like that. Like, what's the reaction, especially yep. if you're on the fence right now, which you know maybe you are, maybe you aren't. Yeah, and, and what are the expectations that, that Trev Alberts is setting for him in year one and beyond? Josh Peterson, Connor Happer, John Bishop with you today. Commercial free, brought to you by Shucks and absolutely fresh seafood, the best seafood in Omaha. Also, we are brought to you by Tickets for Less. Mike Schaefer is going to join us in a few minutes. We will talk about his reaction to the Matt Rule news and perhaps what it means for Nebraska recruiting. Uh, so Schaefer will join us in a few minutes from Husker 24-7 Sports. Uh, Chris from Columbia texts in with some pros and cons. He says, pros, Trev appears to have got what he wanted. Huge we didn't get turned down. Shows that the administration is doing their part for now. Two, Rule has built up two different schools in two different regions of the country. He adapted to the climate in both places and succeeded. He had a fallback or a fullback at Temple. He did not use one at Baylor. Three, he was polished on game day this morning. Wasn't timid like Riley or arrogant and ignorant. Like Frost spoke about wanting to be a developer teacher, very refreshing and four goes with my very first point. We got a name. We are relevant, period. And then a few cons. One, terrible at Carolina, really, really bad. Two, might lose Mickey. He's a recruiting guru and strong culture guy. It would be devastating to lose him. I think he'll get us bowling. Can he get us to eight or nine wins? I don't know. And finally, John, you're going to love this. One ring to rule them all. Go Big Red. That is from Chris in Columbia. The one- Sorry, I'm 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 actually I'm actually going through uh, rule statistics over his year, so I was I wasn't. Oh, so you missed that. the one ring to rule yeah, them all? Yeah, I thought all, that was going to get a reaction out Look, of you. John, oh, one ring to rule them all. Oh, he is married, right? And in yeah, the darkness, he, binds yeah, he's them. Got, he's got a he's got a ring. Cool. Uh, Nick says Nebraska lit the beacons. Too. Gondor calls for aid. John, thoughts? 
seven nothing Clemson. Ten what? minutes to go, first quarter, nice. and uh, Ohio State has it second and goal at the five. Oh, John, I might be in front of you. I, I got third and goal. This oh, is you guys are you guys are. Oh, I'm, I, I've switched Spoilers. Ohio State over to the big TV, so I'm streaming that, and I'm well, watching I'm on first Clemson. and goal. Very cool. Yeah. I'm so. Yeah, you're 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 I'm you're watching on good old fashioned cable. I'm on the stream right now because I, I mean, wanted I'm it up on the bigger too, TV. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. So don't spoil me here. Yeah, it's third and goal now. Uh, another text coming in from the 531. He says, good morning, guys. Another old guy here. All the way back to Lyle Bremser and the radio. John mentioned mentioned a couple months ago vetting these recruits and NIL transfers. Are they tough enough winning and playing until the game is over? And if there's a chance to get your Zane and get the kicker from Westside, sorry, the name escapes me. I'm looking forward to who the coaches who are hired. The backbone of any program is the whole program, not just the head coach. I really don't care about the the run-the-ball guys. How about let's get behind Matt and get the Husker Nation united behind a coach and the football team. Go Big Red. How far? Like, we've we've already mentioned the word Zane Flores a couple times on Floors. Floors, Floors, apologize. uh, Even I remembered that. How far is that down the list? Like, we got to ask Shaper about it, you know? Uh, And I don't know. He'll join us in a couple. So, so Mickey, Mickey jumped back in and, you know, at least inquired after Scott Frost left. And, and from basically what I've gathered was he was, he said, eh, thanks, but no thanks. Like, I, I appreciate it, but I've been committed to Oklahoma state. Now you're too late. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, Which, by the way, I would respect him for that. I mean, and, and now we're a, two weeks before signing day. So you'd imagine the answer would be similar if not the same so i like i don't know what their chances are at this point but <laughs> you know if the word gets out there that rule took a crack you know like that's that's another thing that um you know gets his gets the people going with the in, inside the fan base hey hap real quick before we welcome shafe on a couple comments have mentioned what you said about malachi coleman can you expand on that people seem to be yeah. very triggered that you said coleman didn't have any offers is connor for real how well, is this look- guy in the radio on the radio. Well, look look at what happened to Malachi Coleman before he ended up committing to Nebraska. He was going to take a, he had scheduled to take a whole bunch of visits. Those visits then got canceled. I I know he had the the offers from what you look at on the twenty four seven sports site, but then there's a difference between offers and committable offers. Like I, I and I guess I question whether he had um, all of those. Uh, he he now. If he if he knocks on Ole Miss's door or whatever and says, "Hey, I want to I want to commit to your class right now," is that going to happen? You know, can I make that happen? I think that it probably does. But I think there was this sense, this growing sense throughout the recruitment of Malachi Coleman that he was going to end up at Nebraska. And when that happens, other teams start to you know loosen their resources on you know that they're committing to getting the commitment of Malachi Coleman. That's all. It's like, you know, that's that's a normal thing that happens in recruiting. I don't think it necessarily speaks to to him or the quality of player that he is. But when you get the sense that he's going to end up somewhere, other teams start to sort of back off. That's yeah. that's what I meant by that. Thank right. you for asking the follow up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I've done just some real quick work and I'll, I'll do a little more this weekend. Um, and then we'll we'll share it on, on sportsmanlike conduct. But just looking right now. Uh, from an offensive standpoint in terms of how Matt Rule's teams have been four years at uh, Temple, three years at Baylor. The first thing that stands out to me, and, and some of this too is because when you win more, and remember Rule got better as his tenures went on at each of those two schools, 
you're ahead more and thus it does allow you to run the ball more because you're usually protecting leads but in in each of these circumstances at uh, at temple uh they were almost dead even 50 50 um run pass by year two it was a little bit more pass but by years three and four it was a lot heavier towards the run side and then at baylor it basically started the same way a little bit more to the pass heavy side in year one but by years two and three it leaned more to the run side but for the most part you know he's probably been in that ballpark to go back to mina's email of maybe uh you know when, when things are working properly 55 45 run mm-hmm. pass has been the trend now again different circumstances different programs different conferences how it will look here this may not necessarily tell us but i know we did it a lot with mark whipple when we were trying to break down you know how he was gonna call plays and it turned out you know it kind of went the way we projected it would you know that he was a little more pass happy um and and certainly yesterday it worked out for them so no no argument there but um this has been the early pattern of rule you know closer to 50 50 at the beginning and then it starts to lean a little bit more towards the run side as the tenure goes on josh peterson connor happer john bishop with you uh commercial free for another hour brought to you by shucks and absolutely fresh seafood the best seafood in omaha also brought to you by tickets for less let us go to the lust hills harley davidson hotline and welcome in a friend of all the radio shows on 1620 the zone it is mike schaefer from husker 24 7 sports Schaefer, happy saturday how are you commercial free how the hell is 1620 gonna pay for your guys' exorbitant salaries with that sort of nonsense that seems like bad business practice it's Strength called shape. I think they're going to make money off of this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys are uh, donating it back to the company. That's very nice of you. Yeah, we do it. We do what we can. <laughs> uh, shape. Like it's, it's so funny because I think we all expected this hire to happen by the, certainly by the time it was announced, even going into, into yesterday. But now that it's officially official, you've talked to some people, whether it's in the industry, outside the industry, I wonder how this hire now lands to you, uh, what, two and a half hours after it was officially announced? This is a big hire. I mean, I, I don't know that every fan is going to treat it as such because you're still talking about a coach that was fired after a bad stint in the NFL. But at least on the college landscape, that rule is, is widely regarded as a good coach, as a program builder, as a guy who fits college football, as someone who does the right thing. He's well-respected in the coaching community. He's well-liked. Uh, you know, he was very well liked by high school coaches, by the way that he went about things, uh, was very well perceived for how he went into a tough situation in Waco, Texas, uh, after everything that happened with, with Art Bryles and his program. And, you know, they, the bottom fell out right away and he built it right back up. I mean, they had that seven and six second season and then they went to the Big 12 championship the next year. He's put a number of guys in the NFL, so he's regarded as a pretty good evaluator and developer of talent. All of these things were on everyone's checklist when it came to who you wanted to be the next coach in Nebraska. You needed someone that could develop talent. You need someone that can evaluate. You want a guy that has shown that he can build. And you want someone who's not afraid of of doing the dirty work. I mean, I, I think that's part of what I think should excite fans about Matt Rule 
is that he's going to put the work in, that he's not scared of this, that it isn't, he doesn't think that this is a turnkey program. I mean, he's coming in with the idea that there's a lot of work to do and that actually excites him. And that's not something you're going to see everywhere, uh, you know, in, in these coaching hires. I mean, some people try to go to places that are better than what they left. Some people try to go to where they don't have to put in as much time. That's not going to be the case with Matt Rule, and I think that excites him. Hey, Shafe, how do you read into the eight years, if, if at all? I don't. I mean, it, like, how many coaches do we know of? And, and, look, we're getting pretty familiar with it, with as many coaching searches as we've covered in recent years, where there's automatic rollovers in people's contracts. I mean, like, Chris Kleiman, every time Kansas State wins eight games, is getting an extra year. So does it matter if the contract says five years, but he gets an extra year every time they get eight wins? And they're able to do that, you know, three out of four years consistently. So – I, I don't put a lot into it. I think it's just the sort of standard of which Matt Rule wanted. I think it's what he got with Carolina, and I, I think that's what he wants, uh, you know, as he went forward. I'm sure it was somewhat of a negotiation sticking point because I know Trev Alberts didn't want to put Nebraska in a situation where if this doesn't work, whoever the hire was going to be, that they were going to be owing a ton of money. Now, unfortunately, the way that college football has worked, in order to get a guy of Matt Rule's uh, caliber and, and with that sort of name value, you probably have to pony up that money and you have to put in a, a guarantee. And so, you know, he's going to be taken care of one way or the other. Trev Alberts is betting that he'll earn all of those eight years and many more. Mike Schaefer joining us from Husker247.com. Schaefer, uh, very early on, we're getting at least a little bit of reaction from recruits trickling in. I'm curious what you thought of Malachi Coleman, who uh, quote tweeted the uh, announcement earlier today from Nebraska, just with a simple got to go to work and a 100 emoji. What do you think of his possibility of staying? And is it tied to Mickey Joseph, whether he stays or goes? I think that Mickey Joseph and Nebraska's current class are pretty tied together. I mean, it's not that if, if for whatever reason, if he's not retained, I don't think they're going to lose, you know, everybody in the class, but they lose a portion of it. And just, you know, some of the commentary I've gotten, and I haven't talked to Malachi specifically, but I'm not surprised by his remark. And he's someone that I think, you know, Mickey Joseph doesn't go to Nebraska. He's probably going to reevaluate that. We'll see what he would end up doing. Um, but, you know, with some of the recruits I have talked to, it's very simple. They, they want Mickey involved. They feel like he did a good job, that he's earned the opportunity to at least be in the conversation for Matt Rule. And, and I think Matt Rule is a pretty smart guy. I mean, he mentioned Mickey in his, his uh, game day interview. I mean, this is someone that when he went to Texas, made sure he hired some popular high school coaches that knew the landscape that could sort of show him uh, what it was going to look like in the Lone Star State. I said when he went to Texas, I meant when he went to Baylor in Texas. So, um, you know, he, he's, a, he's a pretty forward-thinking individual. It surprised me if Mickey Joseph isn't going to be on this staff at the onset. I don't know that he'll be here as long as Matt Rule is here, but I think he'll be here at least initially, and I think that'll help with a number of the recruits. Mike Schaefer joining us here on 1620 The Zone. Schaefer, I want to follow up on what you just said because we talked earlier today about Joey McGuire, who had been at Cedar Hills uh, High School. He was hired onto that first uh, staff at Baylor. Now he's the head coach at Texas Tech. Is there like an equivalent maybe for what he would try to do locally? Of course, Texas recruiting is different than Nebraska recruiting, and so I wonder if maybe that would mean a Midwestern Type hire. I, I wonder if you think that there could be a, an equivalent like that or like the other coaches that you just mentioned. 
Yeah, that's really interesting. It, it's funny. Nebraska was recruiting in Texas, and I was down there. I actually met Joey McGuire when he was a high school football coach, um, you know, way back when. And so it, it, it's funny to me that he's now at Texas Tech. He's a great guy. I, I wasn't surprised when he got the opportunity there. I, you know, the first name you, that you come up with is, is Michael Huffman over at Bellevue West because of everything he's sort of accomplished there. But I don't know that there really is an equivalent. I mean, at least not necessarily at the, the high school level. And, and the sort of guys that, that I could throw out there aren't necessarily the coaches that are, are household names, but they're really well regarded in the high school community. But I don't know that he necessarily has to do that. Um, you know, if they go out and they make the right sort of personnel staff hires, you could go get a guy that, uh, that knows the landscape really well in Nebraska or even the Midwest uh, that can help out as part of your recruiting staff. I don't know that I look for anybody jumping from the high school ranks directly into uh, being a position coach the way that Joey McGuire did it for him. Uh, quick follow-up on that uh, while we're talking about recruiting. Would you expect Matt Rule to take a hack at Zane Flores? Well, I think everybody should, but I don't think it's going to matter. I think he's got the right fit for him at, at Oklahoma State, and, and Mike Gundy in Oklahoma State has done right by the Flores family. Uh, you know, during their time at uh, in recruiting and, and everything that, that they've done there. And Mickey took a run at him. And Nebraska, I think, you know, would have loved to have been able to, to flip him. And, and they were just pretty upfront. They've made their decision. They appreciate it. They love Nebraska, but they made their decision. And so I, I think that Matt Rule can make that run. I, I don't know that it's going to go in. Mike Schaefer, Husker 24-7. Schaefer, really appreciate it. We know it's a very busy day for you, um, but while we have a recruiting guy on the line, I'm curious what you think, not, not knowing, of course, exactly where his staff is. We know Rule has the, the, the existing ties from previous experience down in Texas. We know he's a Northeastern guy. What would you expect if you had to anticipate what a recruiting philosophy for Matt Rule would look mm. like in a new conference at a new school like Nebraska and the Big Ten? It's, it's a pretty simple strategy. He's going to evaluate it, he's going to recruit it, and he's going to develop it. And what I mean by that is there's certain body type measurements that matter, and they think that their coaching uh, can make up for, for wherever some of the difference could be. But if they've, they've got certain uh, position types and certain um, patterns that they look for, they're going to go look for. And then as far as where, and I think that's kind of what you were getting towards is, is the location of where some of these yeah, recruits yeah. are going to be. Everything that I've seen from Matt Rule is that he's adapted to when he was recruiting Temple. He recruited up in the Northeast, and he was able to find the players there. When he was down in Texas, he was obviously able to find players there. And I think he'll recruit the Midwest uh, while spot recruiting places like Texas and Louisiana and, and the Southeast. Um, you know, I don't know how far west he'll go. It'll sort of depend on on who's on the staff and, and the kind of connections they have there. But I think it's going to be really Midwest heavy. And I, I think that's going to be good for Nebraska because I think one of the things that you can do in the Midwest uh, that, that we've seen places like Wisconsin, now Kansas State, Iowa do is you can find these guys that are maybe a little bit lightly recruited, but check some of those boxes, have some of that athleticism fit in the parameters of which you're trying to, to go out and recruit. And then you develop I mean, the, the big thing for Matt Rule is he's going to be a develop. This is a development program. That's how he views it. Uh, you know, if they're able to get to the point where they have enough continued success that they can start recruiting in the top 15 all the time, 
then we can start to talk about the upside of where things can go. But right now, I think this is going to be very much, a, you know, you, you're going to go not necessarily always close to home, but you're going to try to find the guys in Missouri and Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas. Uh, you're going to get out east into Iowa, into Illinois, uh, up into Minnesota and Wisconsin. Sort of the same thing that Scott Frost did. I mean, it's, it's not – they're not going to reinvent the wheel here. You're going to go um, relatively close to home. You're going to look for guys that you might think are a little bit under-recruited and, and that you can go and develop because they fit your parameters. And, and I think they can find that here in the Midwest. He's Mike Schaefer, Husker 24-7 Sports. Already put up a podcast with Brunts. He'll have plenty of coverage uh, on Husker 24-7 Sports throughout the weekend and into next week when uh, Matt Rule's press conference will take place. Schaefer, we really appreciate you joining us for a, a few minutes today. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. All right, guys. Have a good one. Enjoy, uh, enjoy your show. Enjoy the Matt Rule era. Enjoy all, right. all of it. Enjoy it all. <laughs> Thanks, Schaefer. <laughs> Mike Schaefer joining us here on the Lust Hills Harley-Davidson Hotline. If you are just joining us, I'm Josh Peterson. He is Connor Happer. He is John Bishop, and we are here commercial-free until 1230, brought to you by Shucks and Absolutely Fresh Seafood, the best seafood in Omaha, also brought to you by Tickets for Less. Just kind of resetting what has unfolded over the last few hours. Uh, A press release came out at 9 o'clock this morning. Matt Rule and Nebraska had agreed to an eight-year contract we do not have the financial financials just yet, but Matt Rule and Nebraska has officially actually joined College Game Day on ESPN uh, within, a, what, about an hour to discuss that hire. A press conference, not today, not tomorrow, press conference coming at 1.30 in the afternoon on Monday. Of course, we will have plenty of coverage surrounding that on 1620 The Zone, uh, surrounding the Connor Happer show. I haven't heard a, a whole lot otherwise within Nebraska in terms of Anyone staying, anyone going, we do know that Trey Palmer, he has decided to go pro. Uh, and uh, Steve Bush, Steve Buscemi, Brian Buscini, <laughs> I just said that. I'm glad I did that. Yeah. I'm glad I put that ear word. I did that. Uh, uh, he is returning to punt at Nebraska, so he will be back next year. Sounds like Deion Sanders might be going to Colorado. Uh, also, guys, I don't know if you know this, Georgia Tech's beating Georgia 7-3 to at the end of yeah, the Yeah, I'm watching quarter. that. Uh, yeah, Whoa. they're up, and yeah. uh, Michigan just got a field goal, so it's 7-3 Ohio State yeah, uh, so, early so, on. And, uh, and by the way, just uh, posted on Twitter a few minutes ago, uh, Matt Rule, his first official tweet wow. as Nebraska's coach. He keeps his, uh, keeps his original uh, Twitter handle, uh, at Coach Matt Rule, um, but simple hashtag, new profile pic, and it's the same picture that Nebraska used in their social media announcement to announce the hire, and that was Matt Rule in a Nebraska smock. Is oh that what they call it? Is that, is that what that call is, a smock? Oh, boy. That just looks like a jacket to me. That's not the full Matt Rule smock. Okay. Well, it, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a red pullover. And he's pumping his fists, and he's excited. But uh, new profile pick, Matt Rule, now rules in Lincoln. Uh, By the way, guys, I just received a message from somebody, uh, a name to keep an eye on for offensive coordinator uh, Marcus Satterfield. So he'll be a name to keep an eye on. Right now he is at South Carolina, but he previously coached uh, with Rule at Baylor, at Carolina, and also at Temple uh, close to a decade ago. So he is another name that we will be watching. 
uh, over the course of the next few weeks. Uh, lines are open. If you want to give us a call, 402-951-1620, 877-951-1620. You can text us at that number as well. Um, but we can uh, fill up the phones right now. We'll be on with you for another 45 minutes. Aaron has been waiting for close to a half hour. He got in line right before we welcome to Shafe on. Aaron, thanks for joining us. What's going on? Hey, good morning, guys. Morning. Um, I, uh, I'm hoping that people don't look at this hire as uh, bad just because he's he failed at Carolina. You have some of the most successful people in the world. They've had failures in their life, and they've been learning experiences and driving forces for them. So just wanted to put my two cents in on that, that you know, it can be a good thing to fail and know what you need to adjust to succeed yeah i would agree um thanks just just because you didn't necessarily taste success in the pros and i think i'm trying to remember uh which which email or text it was but someone mentioned you know that you know maybe he left uh baylor too soon for the nfl um and and that certainly is a possibility uh i would also echo the thoughts that you know sometimes coaches just don't translate to another level. Um, And with Matt rule, it was probably just a little bit too early, too soon. So when I look at Matt rule and I look at how he may work or fit at Nebraska, I'm only going to judge him based off the temple and the Baylor results and what he has done in college. Not so much what he did. Yes in the NFL because that's more of a one-to-one comparison. Although now, that experience is important, John, I, I really do. Yeah, think. Absolutely. It is. Absolutely. It is. Cause sometimes, cause sometimes the experience can just be important just to kind of understand, yeah, this probably isn't my place. I need to be more like this, you know, a guy who likes to recruit and develop probably a better fit in the college game. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it takes that, it, you know, cause listen, everyone, you know, when, when, when you're courted and, and unfortunately, you know, we don't get a chance to really experience that very much, but this has been a, a seller's market for coaching in the, in college and in the pros. And when you're in a seller's market, people are going to throw big money, big contracts, big ideas at a lot of folks and try to say, Mm -hmm. Oh, this guy, this guy might work. This guy might work. And that's exactly what happened with Matt rule, you know, Carolina saw an opportunity. They saw this guy who had this meteoric success at a little place like Baylor and said, man, this guy could be good for us. I'm sure he nailed the interview and they went with it. And you're going to, you see that all the time. Even if Matt rule never had an idea in the thought in the back of his head, I guarantee you when he was at temple, he probably wasn't thinking I'm going to be a coach in the NFL within five years. Probably wasn't thinking that way, but because of the rapidity of the timeline and just the changeover in this industry, sometimes these things happen. Sometimes these opportunities pop up and you feel like, man, if I don't jump on that train, I got to do it. So he jumped on the train. Yep. The train didn't do so well. He got thrown off the train, but now he can get back into a, into a neighborhood that he's more comfortable in that, that he knows he has had success in that he knows he can do it at, at different locations, different levels, temple group of five, Baylor power five, you know, one in Philadelphia, the other in Texas. Now I'm moving to the Midwest. Um, and, and, and maybe, you know, work that same type of magic. So uh, I, I don't think that, 
the pro experience. I think the pro experience can be good if for anything else, just to realize, you know, hey, here's where my limitations might be. Here's where, here's where I may not be able to, you know, to work my style at this level, but I might, but I know I can do it over here. And so he's made that move. He, he seemed very confident. I've really liked his interviews from NFL Network in the last few days. Um, he, he, and, and what I saw a little bit today on, yeah. on college game day, you know, he, he very, he's very sure of himself and he feels like this is a good place for him. And that's the first most important thing. You don't want to just bring in a guy um, and have to sell him on Nebraska. You might have to do a little bit of it, but th- it seems to me, and we'll hear more about it on Monday, but it seems to me that there there was things about Nebraska that he didn't need to be sold on, and he thought, "Hey, I did it at Baylor. I did it at Temple. I can do it here too." You know, and I think there's a lot of that, you know, in his experience with the Panthers that that has sort of humbled him in a way as well, which he that comes off in his interviews too. But you know, like I, I think we can either convince you or not on Matt Rule, but. The biggest thing here, or I don't know, maybe it's the biggest thing, one of the biggest things that that Matt Rule steps into at Nebraska is the administrative, whether it's support or the alignment from the top down is, you know, is there. And we thought we sort of had that five years ago, almost the day when Nebraska yep. was, bringing in, was bringing in Scott Frost. But Scott Frost was allowed to come in and really control – every little piece of the program and in some cases as it got a little out of whack during the pandemic basically the athletic department which is too much too much for a head coach so if matt rule can assemble a staff around him that he trusts which is which is something that i trust him to do um he's going to be in a situation where he could do what you know he can coach um and and nebraska's administrative support is always going to be there to help him without hopefully overstepping on on boundaries and things like that but it's the setup from and i just saw a tweet from ronnie green that trev alberts just you know retweeted you know like from from ted carter to ronnie green to to trev alberts to matt rule and then down in the assistant coaches below that like it's a it's a pretty solid setup and and matt rule steps into a pretty good situation from an administrative standpoint and that's maybe one of the first times we've been able to say that since since Tom Osborne left the building. Josh Peterson, John Bishop, Connor Happer with you, brought to you commercial-free by Shucks and Absolutely Fresh Seafood, the best seafood in Omaha. Also brought to you commercial-free by Tickets for Less. We appreciate uh, our sponsors for helping us out today. We'll be on until 12.30, commercial-free. Nebraska announces uh, about 9 a.m. this morning that Matt Rule is their next head coach. Uh, P tweets in. P P says... I don't care who the OC or DC is going to be. The first or second hire needs to be an O-line coach who develops kids into monsters. You want to talk about something, guys, that I am excited to see what happens with, and that is the offensive line. And again, my guess is they'll announce the guy, and I'll be like, okay, who is this guy? And I will just be going based off of what he has done in the past. But it will not be Donnie Raiola. It will not be Donovan Raiola. They they need they need someone to come in and fix that group immediately. Uh, Rule being a line guy in the past, you know, you, you, I, I don't want to say like I have the utmost confidence in him fixing that, but I mean, at least he understands where football's bread is buttered. So I look forward to finding out what they do there. 
Uh, but that is a group. We saw it yesterday, and, and there was a tweet from Sam McEwen earlier. I think it was either today or last night that basically said, like, Nebraska on the lines, they still have their deficiencies, but the portal showed the difference that it can make for a school like a Nebraska versus a school like an Iowa that really doesn't attack it, or maybe even a school like a Wisconsin. Nebraska yesterday had three touchdown passes from their portal quarterback. Two touchdowns were caught by Trey Palmer, portal. Marcus Washington caught the other, portal. And I thought it was pretty interesting, too, guys. Trey Palmer was, what, fifth, sixth string when he was LSU's receiver? He comes to Lincoln literally becomes the greatest season ever that a wide receiver at Nebraska has had. So, like, they do have that going for them, and, and you wonder how Rule will attack the, the position groups, the skill positions, and yeah. then, of course, the offensive and defensive lines. You know what's interesting, and I'm just doing a quick glance as you were talking, Josh, but uh, when he started his staff at Baylor, he had a, a veteran offensive line coach, and I, his name escapes me for the moment because I just switched over pages, but then he moved over Sean Bell, who's a former – a Baylor quarterback to offensive line coach bell is now still at Baylor as their quarterbacks coach. Hmm. So, uh, you know, his, his offensive line that, that, that to me is going to be very interesting. Cause I think that's, that's where a big ball was dropped last off season was Huge. how they approach their offensive line coach higher. And again, I'm not trying to be too hard on Donovan Rayola. I think Rayola could be a good offensive line coach, but he was sorely lacking in expertise at that position for the moment that Nebraska needed a more veteran, experienced voice in that room. I, I will be very curious to see how he goes with offensive line coach, because I think that's going to tell us an awful lot about yep. what his philosophy is going to be when it comes to being a physical football team. Um, you know, is it going to be someone that he's already had ties with? Is it going to be someone where, hey, I'm going to shoot for the moon here and I'm going to go see if I can pluck a really good O-line coach from somewhere else? I think that's going to give us an early indication as to what his his thought process is, Matt Rule's thought process is, in terms of how he sees Nebraska in the Big Ten Conference and how he sees line play you know, fitting into that. Listen, all coaches believe you have to have good offensive lines but they all prioritize it in different ways and they all attack it and address it in different ways. How Matt Rule attacks and addresses the offensive line, especially in year one at Nebraska, I think it's going to be an indicator of, you know, kind of what he sees Nebraska's role in a Big Ten conference and he, how he sees his plan in the Big Ten moving forward. And don't you have to sort of trust him to to like do that too, considering what his track record has been in the trenches and like in his time being a coach, like, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not saying whoever he comes up with is is automatically good, but the, you know he's got a track record. Track record of of making sure that that his teams have a good offensive line and a good defensive line as well, and that's one of the things that you know runs the league and I mean it runs college football. But Matt Rule is like outspoken about it. He's like, look, mm -hmm. this is the way you have to do it. You got to build through the lines, and then you go from there. Yeah, and, and one more thing before we hit our, our final legal ID of the show. Um, you know, recently in the Big Ten, we've seen a lot of schools, and I mean, I think we're going to see one of them make it to the Big Ten championship game if they take care of business today, and that's Purdue. We've seen this league move maybe to a different direction on offense. You know, it's not it's not just ground and pound like it used to be. And USC, UCLA, they'll be entering the league within a couple of years. And that's what, to me, 
makes interest or makes Michigan so interesting because they're kind of going against the grain. Their offensive style is a little bit more old school than most of the teams in the league have. So that offensive idea that a Matt Rule has when he arrives, I wonder what that looks like. You know, we we so often think about just the modern offenses. Is it a bit more old school? And something that we've talked about multiple times, guys, throughout today's show, and that is looking at the roster and trying to put something together that works with those players versus trying to square peg round hole. Now, part of this that I don't know what the answer is going to be is, like, I don't know who's on the roster, and I don't know how much churn we're going to see over the next few months, but we could see quite a bit. Going to be very interesting for sure. I'm Josh Peterson, joined by Connor Happer and John Bishop. We are brought to you today commercial-free by Shucks and absolutely fresh seafood, the best seafood in Omaha, also brought to you commercial-free by Tickets for Less. We are going to take our final legal ID. We are with you until the bottom of the noon hour. Matt Rule, Nebraska's next head coach here on 1620 The Zone. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.